Xbox, record this, is a podcast celebrating all things gaming, Xbox, and the good old days. If you'd like to find out more, head to xboxrecordthis.com. Oh, hello. Daddy D. Wally here, and welcome to Xbox Record This, episode nine. To all our listeners out there, you're not going to believe it. We are only starting 20 minutes late this time. We were going to try and start at 9 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. It is 9.21. This might be the best uh, we've done when it comes to trying to record on time. So joining me, as always, as the assistant to the co-host, is Chipotle Bear. Chipotle Bear, how are you? I am doing great, Daddy D. Wally. Thank you for having me, and uh, happy pre-4th of July to everybody. Oh. As we record, the 4th of July 2021 is tomorrow, uh, Tomorrow, uh, so we're celebrating you know, the birth of America. So uh, great to That's be here, excited, true. and uh, we'll pass it over to our, our newest member of the crew. Go ahead, D. Wally. Oh, yeah. I was just going to say, welcome to the show, Bubble Boy N7. Let me do that, assistant to the co-host. Let me introduce everybody. I got uh, it. Now joining us, the assistant, <laughs> the assistant to the co-host, Bubble Boy N7, making a lot of noise over there and adjusting <laughs> his camera. If you need to mute yourself, you can while you're doing all that. But welcome to the show, Bubble Boy. How are you? Oh, I'm, I'm just doing fantastic. Happy to be here. Glad, glad you're here. You know what, Jose? I was just realizing that when you said that july 4th is tomorrow is it sad that i completely forgot that the 4th of july is tomorrow like is that bad like as an adult with three small children i'm just it just seems to me like you know it's just it's just the same day but there's going to be loud fireworks that are going to possibly kill my old dog tomorrow <laughs> yeah. evening like i don't <laughs> no i think i think you have i think you get a lot of free passes with the the three small children but it, i mean honestly it's also just it has been a busy couple of weeks for all of us and so uh, and I don't know if you guys have big fourth plans that might that might help you remember better. But if you weren't planning on it, you're just going to be at home with the dog and the kids. Then, no, it's not. It's not totally unreasonable. I will say that. OK, yeah, we I don't I my brother uh, shout out to Miso Pony. He's asked if we were doing anything. And I'm like, I don't know if we're doing anything. We might go to my aunt and uncle's pool, maybe maybe barbecue. I feel like you have to barbecue, you know, on the fourth. Yeah, you, you got to watch Top Gun burgers and you got to buy stuff know. at the dollar store. So, you know what, speaking of the 4th of July, let's just roll into it. And for our non-American listeners, the 4th of July is a celebration of this great country that we live in when we uh, declared our independence from those dirty Brits, but now we're all good with them. So, uh, Chance, let's just skip what we're playing. We'll come after uh, after this little nice segment. Bubble yeah. Boy and 7 wanted to talk about his top five all-American games. So, Bubble Boy, let's hear what you have. Let's yeah, hear so your... Fourth of July themed games here. Yeah, and it, and for the record, this is not like I get Grand Theft Auto is probably the most all American game, right? It's just about murder and the American dream, or maybe Red Dead Redemption and the Wild West. But what this this is not that, right? What this list is is games that have like the July Fourth or some sort of super patriotic theme okay. to them. I was very that- interested to what you had to say, Chance, because the only game I can think of that's even remotely 
all American and is not a good game was Assassin's Creed Three. Is that on your list? It is on the list. Okay, it let's is. hear your list, please. It's let's the bottom of the list, in okay. fact. So number five, Assassin's right, Creed go. Three, right? And with the Revolutionary War and the as as D Wally put it, the Dirty Brits that came in at number five. I man, was I hyped for that game, and it it just didn't follow through. Uh, number four on there, Broforce. If you've never played Broforce, man, that was an indie game that came out back in like 2013. Um, I think it might be like $2 on the Switch if you still happen to have a Switch. Um, absolutely worth every penny. You All the characters that you have are like Rambo and um, Terminator and Chuck Norris and every like all-American hero you could think of and it's all about like saving America over and over. Is it not on Xbox? Uh, you know, I I haven't seen I'll it, look but it I've also never looked for it there. Yeah, keep going. Um, coming in at number three on the Super Nintendo, American Gladiators. Holy cow, was that game good. And that reminded me a little bit of games like Fusion Frenzy. Um, you When you were rolling in the balls, um, Fusion Frenzy, the cover of Fusion Frenzy, that's the exact game that that was modeled off of the, when they're rolling in the balls. So, um, it's, it's amazing we then, haven't had a, a reboot of that show on TV. Right? That, as, as I think I, about it, we should have had floored. that already. Anyway, continue. Absolutely floored. Um, uh, let's be real. American Ninja Warriors superior in every way, and except that was actually a rip from a Japanese Ninja yeah, Warrior. Yeah, and if but, by every way you mean no way ever. Oh gosh, are you a wrestling fan too, Chance? You were a wrestling fan when you were. Of young course, in fact, oh, for tomorrow geez, the barbecue geez. I'll be going to, I'll be wearing my t- um, Hawaiian shirt from Roosevelt's that Chipotle Bear bought me that has the Ultimate Warrior and Hulk Hogan on it. Um, number two, and I meant to bring this up at our top achievements the other day but bioshock infinite mm-hmm. um i beat mm-hmm. that on whatever the game, i forget was it expert mode, mode or, or yeah 19 se- or 1776 mode is that what it was yeah something like that yeah, um, so that one came in at number two and then number one and this this will segue into a uh thing later on in the episode but because it was absolutely a good old days thing uh, Medal of Honor Allied Assault. And man, uh, that was the first game I remember playing on a big screen TV. And we had that's when you do the Storm in the Beach at Normandy. Mm-hmm. And it was funny because I looked it up today um, on my phone that- and I was like, Ooh, those graphics do not hold up. Obviously, yeah. it was like from two thousand and one. But they were I the coolest say. thing back then, man. I was unbelievable. Like, oh my gosh, was- I'm on Normandy. Is that the one on Play- PlayStation Two? Is that right? Yeah, yeah, it had to have been. Had to have been. I'm okay. shocked. Are you sure it was Allied Assault? I thought it was. I'm going to have to look this up now. Because uh, I know exactly. That game where you're storming the beach where it's basically just saving Pirate Ryan. Yep. Amazing. I remember yep. it just blew my mind. Okay, so there, I, there are some good games. Some there Call of Duty, are. Good, Call of Duty. You know what I actually like, Chance, was Call of Duty World War II, the one that recently came out. I thought that was a good campaign. I thought the graphics were insane. That level where you go to the concentration camp reminded me so much of uh, Band of Brothers. Mm-hmm. So... Okay, so there, there, those, those are some good all-American games. But keep, let's close. Sorry to interrupt. Close out your your. No, yeah, that was it. And I, I just, <clears throat> it was interesting because I found quite a few more games that were out there. And um, to probably most people's um, chagrin, Assassin's Creed still made the list. But Broforce, yeah. if you haven't checked it out, checked it out. Uh, any any quick it. honorable mentions yeah, of other games? I'm just curious. Like, I was trying to think of it. I was struggling. Well, again. Yeah, and it's hard because there's so many different 
uh, like magazines will count other things that I didn't like. So Saints Row, mm. the fourth, uh, is very patriotic, but not I don't know, not in a way that made sense to me. Wolfenstein to the New Colossus also popped up yeah. a lot. Mm. I never actually finished that game. I, oh, it was I a good ending. It. You, you didn't like that one. I. Dude, you, you know, gotta beat those. It bugged out and it kept bugging out and bugging out and bugging out. And I was like, I don't have time for this anymore. Well, now you do. It's so, on Game Pass and all the updates. The only one I was going to add to that list before we move on is was the uh, Disneyland Kingdom game from NES, the original one. That was the only one I could think of was like all American Disneyland, baby. It was like impossible <laughs> to beat. You know what I'm talking about? No. Oh, my God. Moving on. Slightly. <laughs> Broforce is not available on Xbox. It's only Windows, PlayStation 4, and Nintendo Switch. So might have to pick that up on PS4. I'm not sure why it hasn't come over to Xbox. But. And it, again, if it's 2 or $3 worth every penny, if it's much yeah. more, wait. Yeah. But it's fun, and you'll love all the characters, and the, uh, like uh, Army of the Dead, and I can't even think of them all right now. Gotcha. There's so many good ones. I was going to say, though, as not of good of a game as Assassin's Creed 3 is that literally is about you know the end of independence and the creation of the United States so it I liked some parts the when you were young Connor and you did that six scene where you finally fought those guys in the farm outside of what's his faces you know before he started training I thought that was probably the best part and then it was all downhill from there well boys thank you for that bubble boy I like the all-american theme uh, to all our American comrades happy fourth of July out there um I just wanted to talk about a little bit about what I've been playing first here. So Chance, I beat the Control DLCs. I got every achievement, guys. 1390 out of 1390. Here are my thoughts on Control. Great gameplay and combat. Chance nailed it when he said, you you do feel like a superhero. And we're going to talk about Control a little bit later with some of the news. But that was definitely its strength. My favorite DLC from the two, the Foundation and the AWE, I was super excited to play the AWE, the Altered World Events, because it, it teases Alan Wake in there, all, like, especially when they're advertising it. He's barely in there. You maybe hear him like five times, and you don't even, it's not even satisfying. He's just typing a story, and it's, I think it's about Jesse. And I actually really liked the Foundation because of the level design and overall the theme or the general look and aesthetic of the area so i actually recommend the foundation dlc the awe uh, chance so late like in alan wake you know you have to use a flashlight a, a bunch like you, you have to use a flashlight for everything yeah it's, it's in eight one of your main tools yeah exactly so in awe they they you use a flashlight but it's like sparingly to like just get rid of the darkness and it's so lame how they it's very minimal and it was very disappointing to have this all this alan wake tease and then no alan i don't even you don't even really run into him and I did make a clip, Chance, if you want to watch the end of it on my on my recent clips, basically they big time hint at Alan Wake. And so if they don't make a sequel, I would be shocked. They need to make a sequel to Alan Wake, guys. Alan Wake, amazing game. Jose, I already missed out. Just go buy it. No, I the downloaded it. I have it thing, still to play. I think they removed it from Game I have Pass. it downloaded on my box right now. Oh, okay. The next thing I played was I played the first level of the Sea of Thieves DLC did any of you guys play it? Not yet. Okay. No, but I want to know. Like, it's worth your time for sure. You okay. I, I want to know. So we've only done the first level, guys. This is what I wanted. See if these to be like. It's basically, it's like a campaign. It's like you you go to a a spot and it just starts this. 
I almost felt like I was playing a little bit of, you know, like mini Skyrim, like in a controlled area, like you're just exploring and doing these little objectives. And it's really cool. I don't want to spoil it. Like the first level, I don't want to say anything. I didn't even finish it. Like we're right at the end, I can tell though, but I, I don't want to, it's worth your time, you guys. It is so much fun. And I actually think I was playing with uh, Snelling and Nico. I actually think I'm going to play it by myself now just because it's, I feel like it's more of a single player, like solo RPG experience now. Well, I shouldn't say RPG, but more of a exploration, like um, what remains of Edith Finch, but there's combat chance, but, but, it's, but it's, it's kind of like that, like it's spooky and you're, you're not sure what's going on and you could do these objectives. That's the one knock I'll say for it is that I wish it was a little bit more, you know, handholding and, and pointed you more to the optional objectives, like the optional objectives, you really have to go out of your way to like, look and figure out, like we were using a guide to figure out the objectives, but it's really, guys, it's really cool. And it's what I wanted from Sea of Thieves was to make it feel like a, a first player, I, I keep saying RPG, but a first person kind of like a Fallout or Skyrim. It, it, it felt like that. So definitely recommend it. I, I can't wait to play it. And the only reason I didn't continue on is because I want to finish, I should finish the level with those two guys. And then the last thing I played, so I went back, I had already beaten Doom Eternal, fantastic game, one of the most, one of my favorite games in the past year. Uh, I got the DLC. Yes, Chance, go ahead. Is the the 4K120 update on there right now? Yes. So we're going to talk about that in the news too. But so here's the thing with Doom. I love Doom. Man, is this DLC hard. <laughs> and I'm on normal. And I, I only played, I think I only beat the first level. My hands was sore from jumping and using the pad, the paddles and the triggers. And, everything. and I was like, this is not fun. Like the first game was fun because it was a little bit manageable. This one, they just take it to a whole nother level. You are constantly fighting zombies. And it's funny because at the beginning, you select your difficulty like you always do. And it says, you know, the description. And it says, plus... Uh, more demons because DLC. Like that, literally, there's a sentence that says that <laughs> as you're selecting your difficulty, and they're they're not lying, guys. I, I can't remember the name. It's, it's like the Fallen Gods or whatever it is. And I'm Ancient Gods, right? Ancient Gods, yeah. Ancient Gods, Part One and Part Two. And so it's more Doom, and I love I love the movement in Doom. But th- at this point, I'm just like I might have to put this to easy because it's. <laughs> It's rough. So, Jose, do you do you want to add on about Doom at all, or actually, what no, did just, you play? Go ahead. What do you? No, play? well, I'll do both. I'll so, I, I mean, I love Doom. I'll probably go back at some point and play the DLC. But I felt like by the time I finished Doom Eternal, I was like, I need a little bit of break, yeah, exactly. Just because it was, exactly. it's, it is, it is truly punishing in a fun way, though. I guess uh, gameplay where it's just like you, yeah, and you, you feel know when you're walking to Zoom, you're going to be running around and yeah. lots of death and lots of you know trying different strategies. But but it was super fun, cool story. Uh, and obviously beautiful, so I'm excited to see the the upgrades. Though I don't have the 120 FPS like Bubble Boy has, but uh, other than that, um, what I've been playing is is just Mass Effect Three. It's been a super busy week for my family. We had a family wedding, so there was a lot of events this week. But uh, I got to play Mass Effect Three and definitely got at least to where I'm exploring now, and you know got re uh, reunited with kind of collecting the resources within the in the galaxies where now the Reapers are there. If you're looking for too many galaxies, I like that system a lot. That was really cool. Um, so I'm just enjoying that. At, and um, yeah, that's what I've been up to. Bubble Boy, how about you? What have you been playing? Because you're on vacation uh, now, right? Oh, goodness gracious. Yes, finally. Um, Far Cry New Dawn. I started the other day after I finished the I finished Fortune Island. 
uh, DLC for Forza Horizon 4 about oh, nice. six years too late, four years, five years, who knows? Um, and that was great. T- so much fun. I Man, I the cannot storms. wait. Cannot wait for Horizon Mexico. That's just, oh my goodness. That's all I can say about that. Um, and Far Cry New Dawn has been fun. I, this is going to sound weird. The map is, quote, small, which is something that I know D. Wally and Chipotle Bear both have liked a lot. Like, it doesn't feel huge. It's still massive. And I'm yeah, sure if you... Is it, is it still, like, I, I can't remember. I thought it was... Is it the same size or, like, just slightly it's, smaller? There are places that you can't get to. Yeah, you can't get to. And then there's, it's like, the like, perfect. Yeah. Mm-hmm, and then the because of... I, I mean, I, I can spoil far cry five here right because because no, of what no, happens no, 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 at the end of five there are places that are off limits so far in new dawn um and you know it's it's another one of those games that's just constantly rewarding um we had a couple of not anything to do but like cora was like come outside and play with me i'm like oh i just got to get this one thing and then i get this one thing and she's like daddy where are you i was like oh but there's just one more thing like i did this you know so that's it's rewarding that's the fun. exploration Mm-hmm. And uh, have you gotten any of these special powers yet, or am I spoiling that for you, Chance? I have. Um, okay. I believe the I I can hold down B and get some extra yes. super stealth. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So yeah, the the I, they grow on that, and I I really liked it. So good games, you guys. I, I'm excited to hear what. Uh, all, well, of course, I need reviews from Jose about Mass Effect Legendary Edition. Yeah. And Space Jam and when it comes out. I'm still waiting for that, Far too. Cry. Oh, yep. Space Jam. And like I said, guys, I cannot recommend go play the Sea of Thieves DLC. Yeah, it's you can list. absolutely play it solo. And uh, we'll talk more about Doom here in a second. So, you know, guys, perfect segue. Let's get into the news. All right. Um, we have a lot this week. I was really surprised at how much news was happening. There's actually some stuff that I think I skipped, but these were the ones that really stood out to me. Um, briefly, let's start out with the Xbox Live Gold and uh, the free Games with Gold or Game Pass Ultimate. Here are your games, you guys. From July 1st through July 31st, you can download Planet Alpha <laughs> from July 16th. August 15th, you can download Rock of Ages 3, Make and Break from July 1st to July 15th. Conquer Reload. Is that reloaded? I don't yeah, even know. Yeah, reloaded. And then the last one is Midway Arcade Origins. Uh, Jose, do you have any interest in any of these cool <laughs> games that we get for free this month? <laughs> uh, I actually do have a little interest in one, and it, it's the Conquers one. Uh, for those that don't know what Conquers is, it was a game that came out on this 64, I believe was the first generation of it. And, um, it was, but you're basically like a bad mouthing, bad squirrel, like who like smokes and drinks and, and womanizes. And it's, it's kind of like a banjo kazooie, but for adults, if you remember banjo kazooie, um, so you're in 360 world, you know, there's like an evil person who is messing up the land and you're trying to save the land. And, uh, it was definitely very inappropriate, but I think I was like in middle school when it came out. And so it's just at that age where like, you just love, Love all that stuff. And um, it was a very cool game for me when I was a kid. And uh, I played, they, they made a sequel that was not very good. And I actually think this is that sequel. Uh, uh, they're putting that on there. But so I might, <laughs> I might check it out if I get a little bit of time. But I, it's one of those where like, you can, even though it's cute and furry, you really can't play it around your kids. It's, 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 it's out there. So uh, that's the only one that I even Chase, know. Chase, did you yeah. play it? No. Any of the Conquerors? I don't 
No, people I don't like think there's so. like a weird yeah. following for this. Jose. There's a lot of yeah. people like where's Conquerors Fur Day? Bad, Bad Fur Day was the first one. one. Yeah, that's right. So Reloaded is the second. Was, was that was that good? I mean, it, at the time, I mean, again, it, the big allure of it was that it was like inappropriate. That it was like fart jokes yeah. and smoking and sex and stuff. Um, was it like Leisure Suit Larry inappropriate? I never played Leisure Suit Larry. Like, there's no nudity. Oh, for the record, I don't think anybody played yeah, Leisure Suit Larry. Um, <laughs> I think it was. <laughs> Nobody. I mean, it's it's fun, but I mean, the problem is, I think I played the, a version of this that came out on maybe Games Pass at one point or something, and it just doesn't hold up. I mean, the gra- it was not a high graphic fidelity game. It was, you know, it did well, but again, when did 64 come out? I mean, that was a long time, dude, and just like it's hard That's to right, have that come yeah. back. So I don't know. We'll see. I don't know if I'll play it or not. Chance, do you have any interest in these free games? No. I, I, again, but and ask me if I care. Like, yeah. I mean, when I'm you about have Game Pass, to, I just, just like downloaded uh, Doom Eternal um, oh. from my phone to my Series X. There I, we go, guys. I literally don't have to. You could pay me to play those games, and I'd probably say <laughs> I don't have time. Not worth the time. Yeah. Well, perfect segue, Chance. Doom Eternal, that was the next news story I did want to bring up, yep. and you did mention this earlier. So this is coming off the Xbox Wire. Update 6 available now. Experience next-gen upgrades and new content in Doom Eternal's Update 6. So basically, here are the optimized for Xbox Series X and S. Update 6 offers up to three visual modes to let you choose the experience you want. From realistic lighting to high-resolution graphics or even silky smooth frame rates. Give me those frame rates, boys. Here are the full breakdown. Uh, Here's the full breakdown. Xbox Series X, you can go performance mode, which is 1080p at 120 frames per second. Balanced mode is 4K at 60 FPS. Ray tracing is a little bit below 1800p at 60. On Series S, performance is 1080, 120. So, oh, sorry, I messed that up. Performance mode... Did I say 1080? Performance on the Xbox Series X is actually yeah, 18, 1800 I thought, yeah, yeah, yeah. at 120. Well, yeah, yeah. So almost 4K. And then uh, balance mode on the Series S is 1440 at 60 FPS. So that's pretty impressive, actually. I have been playing Chance on balanced at 21, okay. 4K, 60. That's what, and that's what I was going to ask. What is that because you can't play 120 FPS? Correct. I am not a baller like you. I do not have a 4K HDMI 2.1 TV that can do. So is that the? Should I FPS. do performance mode then, though? Uh, for Doom, yes. I mean, I mean, it's the movement fast, is huge. Right? It's fast, yeah. exactly. Yeah. But I think you'd be fine with 60. I, I like 4K. I like the extra detail. Uh, and somebody shot that cat up. And then ray tracing. I did do ray tracing just to see it because I haven't seen too many ray tracing game. I didn't really notice the reflections yeah. as much. I don't know how I wanted to hear your experience with that on watchdogs. Like it's cool. And I also tried it on control, but like, I don't think it's cool enough to where I'm like, I need the reflections, you know? There, so, and here's what I'll say that, that when you notice it, it's unbelievable. Right. And yeah. it's so cool. And you could sit there and I think of it as like, I wish I could have put a video of them together for a party and have that on in the background. Right. Um, for playing the game, like, 
especially a game like this, or I mean, I haven't played it yet, but I played the other ones and I, I know what it's going to be. You're not, you don't have time to notice some of that yeah. kind of stuff, right? That's Only every once in a while. And so my, I assume I'm going to play for the most part on performance mode just because I can. Yeah. Um, and that makes me feel better as a human being and a person and probably check out the balanced mode as well just to see some more of those visuals because then i I think back to destiny 2 and there were times in destiny fat super fast shooter too right like i had to just stop and was in awe Destiny's gorgeous i I need to look at this and i'm gonna stop playing for a minute and that's yeah you're right and the only sorry sorry jose the only time i noticed the reflection was actually when i was stopped and i killed everything and i was pushing a button yeah. And I could see myself reflecting on the glass. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's cool. And but is, I'd rather see more details. And yep. <laughs> to, be, to be, sorry, go ahead. No, that's, that's exactly what I was going to say is that that's the only problem with the ray tracing is like when you're in the middle of action, you just don't have time to stop and enjoy it, even though it is there and it does Especially look spectacular. Yeah, but most of Doom is just so like constantly running, constantly jumping. Like you just, you can't appreciate that. Not Not to say you shouldn't go in that mode and I'm not knocking it. I'm just saying like the reality of it is that you just don't yeah. have time to enjoy it like that chance i would definitely check them all out but i mean you're no matter what you're going to be at 60 plus so that's amazing and you're going to get high details so um i do i love doom i i can't wait for you to play it and hear back on what you think of it uh the dlc is tough though guys so and i (laughs) love doom big fan i've i've just been waiting for this too it it was like the same thing with um that a plague tale for, with Ashley, I was like, I there's, I just knew there was something coming around, right? I was like, that game's gonna go that. on sale for like five bucks in a couple of months. You just wait, and I waited. Same with this one. I was like, they're gonna do some 120 FPS or something. You just wait, buddy. Yeah, well, I'm excited Paid for off. you to play it. Doom, one of my favorite games. And I, I wasn't even a Doom fan as a kid. I always thought they were kind of scary, actually. Yeah. When I was getting, I wasn't very Same. good at them, you know. So I, Same. I was blown. Away. And I love the end, the beginning where like, yeah, that met the music you know, makes it so you're walking good, through, and you got those guns, and he's just like all badass and everything, and you know, so play everybody go play Doom immediately. Next story, and this is for Chapo and Chance. Actually, you guys are both big fans. So apparently, our old friend Jeff Grubb, this is over on Venture Beat, Games Beat. Um, he's basically confirming that Electric or Electronic Arts and Star Wars Battlefront Two co-developer EA Motive is working on a new Dead Space game. So Jose, tell me what you're thinking that it's going to be confirmed. Apparently, it's going to be more of a a remake, kind of like Resident Evil Two style. How erect are your nipples right now? They're 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 pretty significant. It's pretty cold in here too. I'll be honest. Full mast. <laughs> no, uh, no, no. I read the article. This was the first one I went to, and you posted the news. I was super psyched. Uh, and the first question I had is whether this is what we're going to see on the twenty second of this month when EA holds their conference. I think it's separate, which actually excites me even more. Um, because I think this is, he's saying that they're going to do a remake of the original games, which is what I do want, even though they're currently on games yes. pass, you can go play them right now. They're great, but I would love to see them with updated graphics and stuff. And maybe even a few plot twists and stuff I think would be cool. Um, but also, mm-hmm. yeah, I think they could add a little bit to the, the story in the first for sure. For sure. Or, or more collectibles or just, you know, some additional stuff I think would be cool. Um, but this really got, if they're truly talking about a brand new game. So like a, a story that has not been told that also, I think is really, really cool. Um, you know, like many of the series we've talked about, it's hard without it, it or I should say it could be hard with, if the main character is not in it, in the way that like Shepard is, wasn't in Andromeda. Right. Yeah. What's his name again? 
Isn't like Isaac. Isaac is the Isaac, Isaac is the main Isaac, guy. yeah, that's right. Like if, Isaac, if Isaac's yeah, not in this right. one, that doesn't mean it's gonna be a bad game, but it'll be see it'll be interesting to see what they do with the universe. Like, is it they're gonna just basically kind of retell the same story? And and that maybe that will still be awesome. I don't know. But um either way, definitely just excited to see this coming out for new gen stuff and um excited to hear that the IP is not dead. Bubble boy, what do you got? I one of my most favorite things about that was their dynamic HUD or like the unhud. I don't know if dynamic yeah. quite does it where where you could see your life on his yeah. back, you could see and the And it ammo. didn't stop either. And right? that Things was were so happening. Yeah. And I'm I can't wait because I trust and believe that they're gonna do something next level like that again that we don't know about. Cause I that that was from what I can remember, that was the first game that did anything like that, right? And then so many others were like, Oh, we need a different kind of Division. HUD or we can Division do some cool one, things. Well, but that and that was how many I'm saying, I mean, Division was way after yeah, yeah, the yeah. first Dead really Space. Cool. Um, so I'm excited. I think they'll do something kind of cool and unique and different again and can't wait to see what it is. Yeah, and having just played these last year for the first time, I would be perfectly happy if it was just like Resident Evil 2. I don't even think they need to continue the story. I, I'd almost want it to be like a remake reboot because the first game, that's like one of the best games ever That as far as survival horror. So cannot wait to play Dead Space. I'm really excited for this EA. They EA also said that they're not, that was one of the other stories I kind of skipped, is there's not going to be any Dragon Age and not any Mass Effect. So that kind of would suck because of my Mass Effect multiplayer uh, prediction. But we'll see. And uh, that is on the 22nd. So we'll be, Chance and I will be back to work really full-time in person at that point. So can't wait for that. Next story. And this is from, you know what, guys? I was thinking about this. You know who we need to reach out to have on the podcast? Is our old friend Wario sixty four? No, have you? Has have you? Have, you know, I love Wario sixty four. Gaming Wario. deals, dude. Well, Let's get him on here. And he's a he's a serious gamer. I'm wondering if anyone's reached out to him. Nobody knows what he looks like. He's just kind of like this mysterious man who somehow posts all these amazing deals and gets all these Amazon what what's it called uh, uh, affiliate links and stuff like that. I think we should reach out to Wario and get him on the podcast. If, He's almost has a million followers, you guys. Did you Dang. realize that? I remember I was following him at like, I don't even know if he had 100,000. He's up to like a million, obviously, for Trying PS5 to take down the rock. Xbox, yeah, and Xbox Series you know, deals and stuff like that to see when they're in stock. But I think Wario would be a great... So Wario, if you're listening, which I know you are, please reach out to me. Send, hit me up in the DMs, and we're going to get you on the show. So... Wario 64, this is, I should just get all of my, not only does he provide all the deals, he's providing all this gaming news, okay? So Remedy signs a co-publishing deal and development agreement with 505 Games for a multiplayer spinoff game of the award-winning Control uh, four-player co-op. And then there's a new game codenamed Condor will be available for PC, PS5, and Xbox Series, but built on Remedy's Northlight engine. So here's what I think about the control multiplayer. I I can see it. Actually, Chance, what do you think about a multiplayer game with controls powers? We'll say don't don't give away too many of the powers though. Yeah, and you know, I, like I, I'm having a hard time wrapping my head around it. And it's possible that it's just because I'm still thinking about Sea of Thieves, Doom Eternal, trying to you know, like I'm. There's too much. There's too yeah. much now. I I don't know. Uh, and so this is like, hey, that could be really cool. And maybe if mm -hmm. down the road everybody jumps on, I'll happily get back in. But I'm not. Yeah, I think the reason why 
this just speaks to Control's combat being its greatest strength is that they're going to make a multiplayer game from it. And that really, I, I completely agree that the, the combat was the best part. And they're, they're supposedly making another Control game. What do you think about that, Chance? Would you rather see another Control, a sequel to it, or more exploration on that? Or no, I'd rather see you rather, Wake. Okay. Or what about this? They combine. A We're crossover. A crossover, a full game with playing as maybe Jesse and maybe playing as Alan Wake. I don't want to spoil too much about the ending of the AWE DLC, but uh, can I spoil it for you? Yeah, <laughs> I'm not going to play listeners. it. <laughs> so basically at the end, it you're, it zooms on, on a computer and it says Bright Falls. And Bright Falls is where mm-hmm. Alan Wake took place. And it's flashing. Like there's this alarm going off. And Jesse's and somebody's talking to Jesse and there's like, uh, director, we have there seems to be a, a an event going on at Bright Falls. And she's like, What are you talking about? That that they have nothing's happened there for a while. And then it and then she's like, Well, what's strange is that it's set two years into the future, the date for the AWE. So I don't know if they're planning on having this game, which could come out in a couple of years, but basically that's what it's saying. It's saying there's an event going on in Bright Falls. It's two years into the future. That's where Alan Wake took place. And she even mentions uh, an agent that's out there that's mentioned in the game. So do you think, Chance, we're going to get an Alan Wake either sequel in two years or a control sequel with Alan Wake in the game? What do you think? I, I hope it's just plain Alan Wake. Sorry. And I liked Control. But... It, uh, <laughs> I know it's not Alan Wake. <laughs> yeah, right. It, sorry, Jose, you haven't played these two, so that's why you know I know it's me? hard for you to to contribute here. But Alan Wake is a special game, it, it, especially the the episodic nature of a chance. Yeah. I thought that was awesome. It's yeah. a great way to break it up. The story is you can follow it, unlike Control, where I still have no idea what the Federal Bureau of Control is and the stupid house and how Jesse was there and her brother. Like, I don't, I'm excited, Chance, and I, I wish... Go watch the clip. It's really cool. It's it's like one of my most recent clips, and it's it tease, It's If something doesn't happen with Alan Wake, I'd be shocked. Yeah. But I, I remember well, reading in here, is it, he, they basically said it's a Control sequel, though. So I don't know, man. I don't know when, if I'm going to get that. When was the Why last would they tease time, it so much? I don't know. When was the last time you replayed Alan Wake? <laughs> I couldn't tell you. I wanted to. Because I... Um, Chapo, you need to I did all the DLC. if it holds up. Because... Man, and I'm still shocked you haven't played it because it is such a yeah. No, I'm, I'm thrilled. Game. It's just you guys keep throwing yeah. my list keeps growing. Dude, you you need to play Chance, or Jose. You need to play. I that play it before. before Cyberpunk. Yeah, I, absolutely. And I want to play the you freaking play CFDs it. one too, though. Long, so I'm, I'm now Cyberpunk's pushed back to like <laughs> August at this point, basically. Yeah, Cyberpunk will take you, and I don't think yeah. you'll just do straight main story and go through. It's it's. It, it's just not the kind of game that you do that with. You could, and it'd be 20, 30 hours, but you'll take your time. It's Again, I really liked it. We don't need to rehash that, but Alan Wake, you could beat in a decent yeah. amount of time. It's very straightforward like and worth, and worth it, man. And I did all the DLCs for Alan Wake. I got every achievement. I did oh, the American, American Nightmare. American Nightmare, I got, you son of a... I got all the achievements in American Nightmare. Damn. Like, oh, I man. tried for like an entire summer to get that last one. Oh, 
Or don't you have to like survive like a bunch of waves mm-hmm. or whatever? It was ridiculous. And I never got oh. it. And I remember thinking like that was the moment, you know, because Wally always kind of pwned us in multiplayer stuff. But I was like, Still maybe do. he really is better than me at this. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for the kind words there, but boy. And to all our listeners, if you haven't played Alan Wake, please play Alan Wake. Especially, I know those F boys probably haven't played it. Guys, go play Alan Wake. Amazing. Worth paying 20 bucks easily if it's whatever. It, worth 60 bucks, but please play that. So I'm excited for the guys over at Remedy. Gonna, I, I don't really care about this multiplayer game, I'll be honest, but I would play the sequel to Control, especially if it's some sort of crossover. Even if it wasn't, I would, but give us Alan Wake 3, you cowards. Uh, next story. This comes from you know another big fan of the show, you guys. Xbox, Xbox's Larry Erb. I, I think he's not Xbox Lives anymore because Xbox Live is like the Xbox network. But starting today, and this is a big one, Jose's been asking for this. Xbox Cloud Gaming is available to all Xbox Game Pass Ultimate members with Windows 10 PCs and Apple phones, tablets, via browser across 22 countries. So it's here, boys. If you have iOS, you can officially stream your games through the browser. Jose, I'm interested to see. Did you give this a shot? I or did. Were so you all I... talk? And you? Oh my gosh! I'm shocked. <laughs> Thank you. Look I at, guess. This is why, guys. Thanks, this is why. This is why I hired him. You guys. He's gonna getting a raise. Assistant to the co-host. Yeah, anything above raise. zero is zero, I guess. Uh, no, anyway, I did try it. To be fair, it was only today. Like I said, we had a wedding this weekend. I goes up to like, I got home at like 1230 last night. So um, I did try it today. It works pretty awesomely. I tried it on my iPad Pro and uh, I tried Psychonauts, the original one, because I actually started playing without Penelope a couple weeks ago. I, I wanted Good to play choice. through it and obviously with it coming out in August, the sequel. But uh, man, it, it, it loaded up pretty instantly and was pretty awesome. And um it definitely. I also tried Forza just on a whim because I was like, "That's gonna be pushing yeah. some stuff." And it was definitely. Yeah. They were, it got a little pixely at times. Um, the the issue I was running into is I was having trouble pairing my controller, and so I didn't. And because it was doing other stuff, I just need to work on that. I think I need to update my controller. I think that's what the issue is. The one thing I will say to all the fans listening out there, if you're gonna try it, I, I didn't find this easily. The way you play it is actually just by going to xbox.com slash play. That's how you get there. I couldn't find that for a while. Uh, and then once on you're Apple there. On Apple devices, though. On Apple devices, yeah. Because you have that, to do it yeah. through a browser. And you can, it actually, there are instructions where you can actually make a shortcut in your browser. So it'll look like an icon on your iPad. And then you can jump in whenever you want. But I would tell you, like, when I would click a game, it was probably maybe maybe 15 seconds before I was actually like in the game. So it says like setting up your stuff. It does still say that it's in beta. Um, and I attributed some of the pixelation and stuff to the idea that it was brand new, like literally brand new. And so if all these people are jumping on servers worldwide, like it's going to put strain on that stuff. So I'm going to be patient while I need to. But overall, really excited, man, just to, especially I'm going on vacation in a couple of days. Like I'm excited to kind of tempt it on the road and see how it goes. And yeah. it'll be cool. So I'll tell you more as I, as I test it over the next week or so. I, what I've found is it's more about your Wi-Fi connection than anything. Um, and if you have a, a decent Wi-Fi connection, that's what's going to do. And then, of course, the game that you choose. I talked a while ago. I'm not playing Doom Eternal on there. I'm Right now I'm playing Darkest Dungeon, and it's it's great. And I'm sure Psychonauts is another one that right? yeah, like, isn't going to be machine-breaking or anything. No. And I, and I would say... As far as lag goes with the controller, because I've seen some stuff on the internet, people being like moving the stick and then you see it, you know, react really slowly after. 
What really helps and what I want to try to get is that if you can plug your controller directly into your device, I feel like that eliminates way more lag than doing the Bluetooth to the phone and then the streaming from the you know, your Wi-Fi or cell service. So I would highly recommend plugging in the controller to whatever you're playing, whether it be your PC or your iPhone, iPad, or your Yeah, that was my next Android plan to try device. that too, because I thought that same thing. Yeah. So I that- did notice that when I sorry, when I was using that TCL phone that I bought, it perform I barely noticed lag because I was directly plugged into the phone with I got the Razer Kishi as well to try it out with. But but then when I tried to just use my controller with the Bluetooth, I was like, this doesn't feel as good. So Chance, sorry, what were you gonna say? No, well, what about that backbone? I, if I yeah. had an iPhone, I'd have gotten that already. Like exactly, that looks. I incre- it's a switch. It's it turns your <laughs> iPhone into a switch with Xbox games. Like that, that's perfect. And that's the one I want to try and try to pick up next. And I think it hadn't been released yet, or it still might not be released. So yeah, I didn't see because I don't have an iPhone, so I kind of. I remember off, but... it was, uh, it was, it was. Yeah, go ahead and look it up, Jose. I, I think it was like on pre-order right now on Microsoft site. I think that's the only place it was available too, uh, was the Microsoft Store online. So I definitely want to try that Backbone. I, I like playing on Switch, Chance. You know, but I prefer just holding a controller. Like when I was playing with like. I don't know if there's a way you can directly, I tried to do a Xbox, what is that, USB-C or whatever it is now, directly into the iPhone. I don't know if iOS has a way to connect it to where it works, but I liked holding a controller, but I'm I'm interested in trying the backbone. Did you find, did you see Jose? Yeah, it does look like it's available right now for order. It's a hundred bucks. You can just search uh, backbone controller. It's playbackbone.com slash products. Uh, will show up there. Yeah. Um, and it's obviously designed for this whole system. I, and I, it looks cool. I mean, I guess the problem I'm with you, Dan, is like I actually want to play on my iPad. And I, the, obviously this controller is not for my iPad. Yeah. I'd rather hold the controller and yeah. stuff. So, um, But I'll, but I'll try so the wire and see how it goes. A, yeah, tell me if you find a, a, a if that'll even work, if it'll let you do the wire controller into okay. the iPad. So I'm interested. Again, another iOS issue that we get to deal with. It's not an issue yet. You're assuming it's going to be an issue. And Android, I know you could do it. I know, guys, whatever, we're going to move on. Next story. So that's exciting for all. So, sorry, in conclusion, the streaming works. It works really well, especially Android at this point, like Chance. And if you can, my biggest piece of advice would be connection is important, but I feel like plugging in your controller virtually eliminates. Uh, any kind of lag you'd have. So that's pro tip. Plug in your controller directly into your device. Next story comes, again, this comes from Video Games Chronicle. It's good to think of Elder Scrolls Six as still in a design phase, says Todd Howard. Game director says the upcoming RPG will benefit from the new Starfield tech. So basically, guys, our good old friend Todd Howard over at Bethesda uh, is basically telling us it's going to be a long time <laughs> before we see the Elder Scrolls 6. Why they teased this game at E3 2018 is insane to me. And I didn't even realize it was 2018 when they did the original brief trailer. So basically, Howard says the new Starfield technology, Creation Engine 2, is built for both games. It's like a new tech base. The vast majority of our development work right now is on Starfield, but everybody works on everything. So the projects kind of intertwine. I think it's good to think of the Elder Scrolls 6 as still being in a design phase. 
but we're checking the tech. It's going to handle the things we want it to do. Is it? Is this going to handle the things we want it to do in that game? Every game will have some new suites of technology, so uh, Elder Scrolls Six will have some additional additions to the creation engine 2 that this game is going to require. So I remember we saw yet another tease uh, in the Starfield announcement, but I want your predictions right now, boys. When is the Elder Scrolls Six? When do you think this game is coming up? If Todd is basically saying it's still in design, they're still learning from the new engine and Starfield. This makes me excited for Starfields because I feel like they're really pushing the tech and hopefully we're going to see a, a much improved game. So, Bubble Boy, what are your thoughts on this this whole story? So they've already said there's going to be a, you know, they're going to do like the Xbox One um, Series X, right? Their version of this. I think it's going to be no, a... No, no, no. It's full. These are full series games. You can only stream this if you have your old consoles. No, what I'm saying is I think there's going to be... This game is going to come out when the next like iteration of the Series X comes out. Does that make sense? So like the One X for Xbox One, then Xbox One X. So you're thinking the mid-generation refresh. Yes, that might be like a smaller one or the S that is all digital but still is powerful, something like that. I think that's when it's going to come. And I, for one, am more than happy to wait. Make it perfect. Make it great. Can you give me a date? Mm, A year. 2024. Fall. And they keep they keep drop sorry Chipotle, they I think they keep dropping these hints because they want us to remember that they haven't given up on it right and I'm okay with that like it's it's like Ooh. hey we're still there we're not it's it's happening just put on your patience pants. Go ahead, Jose. What do you what do you think of Chance's uh, 2024? So that that was the year I was thinking. I was thinking holiday 24 was what I was going to guess. But but I have a completely different logic. I actually disagree with Bubble Boy that there's going to be even a system mid update. I don't think that's going to happen. Um, I don't know if you actually listened to that interview that Phil Spencer did on Unlocked um, about the, their 500th episode in 20 years in in Microsoft. But he they asked that question. They said, "Are you going to do?" Um, an update. And they were asking actually about the supply chain issue. That's where it came up. They were talking about like, right now you're struggling to get boxes out to people. Like everyone that's being produced is being sold because of supply chain stuff. Um, and they're working as fast as they can to make more. And so they said, are you, are you already thinking about a mid gen update? And he said, honestly, right now we're focusing on the idea that this, we, we want, these are going to be around for a long time. He was talking about the X and the S saying that like, that's where our focus is. We're not even worried about that other stuff. So I don't, I don't think there's going to be a refresh, but I do like your, your, um, prediction of the 2024 my logic is just simply if starfield comes out 2021 right and you give it you got to give it time to or 2022 right yeah, so 2022 and then you give it two years to to build its following to do some dlc stuff right and then we're talking about okay now that that's two years to develop elder scroll 6 assuming this engine has been created in a way that's that's really helping them build the game assuming they have all the story ready to go that's i, th- I think it's a good prediction to be honest with you i just we just have different we disagree how it's going to get there yeah, and I do remember him saying he's he's confident with the hardware and that they feel really good about the Series X. I still I I disagree with you, Jose. I think he's saying that for now. I do think we're going to see a mid-cycle refresh, and my prediction is we're not going to see this game until 2025 and with with your new consoles. So, wait, so it launched in 2020? I don't know. Oh, man, that's Chance win in twenty twenty four. Wait, 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 wait. So wait, 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 wait. 
he said, he said it, it'll be like 11 11 just like all the other skyrim dates and in, in starfield so we got the xbox one x in 2017 right i believe yes. that's when it came out so ah. the original console came out in 2013 so that's four years so 2020 that 2024 he i think phil spencer was just saying that like yeah we're confident in a product and they should be and it's gonna last well but i i definitely think they're gonna do a revision or in a refresh and i would hope that they do an actual like xbox series x with no disk drive i think that would be a smart play just like the the um digital edition of, of the uh, ps5 but if we see this game at 2024 i will be shocked and i'll be happy but i'll be shocked so uh, thank you. Shout out to Todd Howard, a uh, big fan of the show. We are welcome on XRT anytime. So if you'd like to come by, please, please send me a, a DM. Uh, next story and kind of closing out, and I saved the best for last. <laughs> oh, man, our good old friend. This also is coming from GamesBeat, Jeff Grubb. He's just on top of it. Shout out to Jeff, Jeffy G out in Highlands Ranch, beating another Colorado boy. Hideo Kojima's deal with Xbox reaches key milestone. Hideo Kojima and Microsoft have signed a letter of intent that states the two parties intend to work, work out the details on a publishing agreement for a new Xbox game, according to sources familiar with the matter. This is a key step in the negotiations between Metal Gear Solid creator and the Xbox company. This signifies that both parties have agreed to a generalized deal while the lawyers continue hashing out the finer points. Uh, I say the best for last because <laughs> I'm genuinely interested to hear both of your thoughts on our, our, you know, that video game genius, Hideo Kojima. And I can't wait to get an Xbox game by Hideo Kojima, written by Hideo Kojima, created by Hideo Kojima, probably starring Hideo Kojima, produced by Hideo Kojima, Chance, I can't wait to hear your thoughts. Are you, uh, let's start with this. Are you excited that Hideo Kojima is creating an Xbox exclusive game? Who? Was that the guy that. Hideo Kojima. Was he, did he have something to do with Hideo Kojima. Um, Metal Gear 5? Hideo Kojima. Was Written he, Hideo Kojima. he did something in there, right? He was like the last. He was, he's, he. Yeah, he was in his own game. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Yeah, I am. I mean, it, it'll be great. I, for one, liked Death Stranding. I thought it got a lot of unwarranted backlash. Um, I liked it. I am excited. I This picture is perfect that I don't know if Jeff Grubb picked it himself or not, but he's just got this, like, <laughs> shit-eating grin on his face of, like, I will confuse you and you'll still buy my game. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yes, exactly. Chance, can I ask you, what did you like about uh, Death Stranding? I think that's still coming to Xbox, by the way. I, I Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they, maybe it might not, actually. Maybe it might be part of this deal. I don't know what that deal was. Who knows? Exactly. It, it might be, um, which is a good good point. But what, what, what did you like about it? Because all I've heard is that... Yeah, I'll tell you. So, delivering packages. So it was beautiful. It was really, really pretty. The gameplay was fun and varied. It's not just delivering packages. It starts out that way, but it's not. And it's funny that we just talked about Skyrim because everybody's been in that Skyrim where they're like, no, I can go straight up this mountain. I'm sure of it. And if you just would have gone the long way around, you would have spent like 
10 minutes less, right? And you're trying to get up it. There is a little bit of that and that can be kind of fun. Um, the story was fantastic. It's a little out there. It, wait, hold, hold on. I'm getting a lot of eyebrows. What, what How was, was that fun? fun like, I was trying to climb a mountain. You're like, we're back to the Breath of the Wild argument. I because had to spend 15 minutes going the other way because I fell. It sounds you, so rewarding. Yeah, and Pony and all his buddies who never fast traveled were just like, yeah, no, that's just how you play. Um, that is a, that's a small piece of the game. And once you get towards further on in the game and you're a lot more powered up, it makes that trek so much more worth you can, it. You can deliver right? more like packages you fail and, faster. Yeah, <laughs> sure. It's it's good. It's worth trying. If it comes and it's $40, um, you should buy it, and it'll be worth your time. If it comes to Games Pass, I will play it. I'll tell you that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's the only way I'm playing Death Stranding, and I have a PS4 Pro. I could easily play it. So, um, And then the other thing that this story made me think of, and it's a total tangent, but I'm like, oh, it's a good tangent, is that... Um, the lawyers and letter of intent and the whole, the news with the NCAA stuff. And we might be getting NCAA football back, baby. Right. Like, yeah. Pay the, that, pay that was the first thing I thought when I saw this, yeah. I didn't even think about Hideo Kojima. <laughs> <laughs> Do you chance, would you want it to be a game more like, uh, let's say death stranding or more like metal gear or more like a silent Hills tease that we saw? What would you want from Hideo or something completely new and just random? NCAA football 2022 written by Hideo Kojima. <laughs> Hideo starring Kojima. Hideo yes. Kojima. Um, broadcast Hideo and Kojima. color commentary. Hideo Do you get to Kojima. play as the water boy delivering um, the water to the players? He's the water boy. He's the head coach. He's also the he's everything. He's the nacho he's guy. Mm-hmm. Answer mm-hmm. the question. Do you want I, something? I'd want something new. I don't know. I don't know. You know, that Metal Gear just got Wait, so Wait, can weird. I ask you this let me interrupt you. Is he overhyped? Like, let's be real. Like, I love Metal Gear, but but when was the last good Metal Gear game? Five had great gameplay, four, but the four story was, was four. The story yeah, I liked four, four was a lot too. I and I and a lot of people don't like four, the and I, I loved oh, four. I loved how it all came together. Mm. Yeah, I love four, mm. but like for me, one and four are like the pinnacle Hideo Kojima games. Other than that, I'm like. Why does he get so much praise? Can someone say so, what do you think? Why? Yeah, Chipotle, uh, I don't know why he gets so much praise. Yeah. So, but here, here's what I would say about the, <laughs> the deal. So, it, I think what's cool is that we, when we talked about the starting this podcast, we talked about the idea of why people crap on Microsoft and they say Sony's better and Sony has the exclusive and Sony has this. And, and Hideo Kojima was a huge, is a huge part of that, um, that following. And so, I think the fact that he can. Pe- Again, he's not going to be exclusive, and they said that specifically in the article. He's not exclusive to Microsoft. This is pending a deal where he will make something that will be available on the Xbox, which I think is a huge step towards dismantling that argument that that Xbox doesn't have those kind of exclusives. So I think that's really cool. I also think in the same vein, I don't know if you heard recently that um, uh, there was a story about uh, two two studios signed exclusivity deals with Sony, right? And then they, the question came up of Are you tr- are you doing this because of Games Pass? Are you competing with with Microsoft? And they said publicly, no. They said this is not in any way to compete with Microsoft. Like we're just doing this because we want to. That may be true, but I think the reality is that they're really feeling pressure from Games Pass. And so I I think the fact that in a, in while this is happening, 
um, and not necessarily related to Games Pass specifically, uh, but to, for Microsoft to pull this in, in whether you like Kojima or not, or whether you think his games are overhyped or underhyped or whatever it is, the fact that he is still a big name, right? It's, it's like it's like The Rock. It doesn't matter if you like him or not like him. That dude is still one of the richest men on the planet right now, right? It's the same idea. So um, I, I think it's I think it's a good thing overall. And to be fair, and as much as I as I poke fun about Death Stranding, maybe it is a really cool game. I do trust Shady's taste in games. We often share a lot of the same games, so I, I really will play it someday. I just, again, I have a backlog already. If it was f- if it was free, I would at and least try it. I don't know if that. I'd finish it, but I, I would love to know what it's about so I can yeah. tr- accurately make fun of it instead of just yeah. guessing when I make fun of it. Good point. Says it. I would. I agree. I would like to try it, but again, it has to be on Game Pass for me to to play it. Um, I I completely agree, though. It is a great point. Yes, this is a big name, and Xbox getting something from Hideo Kojima specifically for them, that it should be celebrated. And I like his games, but I'm still confused at why everyone thinks Hideo Kojima is just like this. And the whole um, what's his name, Jeff Keighley, always having him at like the Video Game Awards, and like always, there's this dedicated time to Hideo Kojima. It's it's like a running meme, but anyway, Chance, what were you going to say? Sorry, I interrupted you earlier about what kind of game you want from him. I still just think that, so OG Metal Gear 1, right? Metal Gear Solid. When you had to take the controller out and put it in the different Amazing. port. Blew my mind. That dude, and at the time, I didn't know who he was, right? I, there's, yeah. I was like, there's a director of the video game, I, you know. What, what were we, 13, 14? I don't know. That was mind-blowing. And still to this day, I don't think still anything is. has ever been done that will compare to that. Where where you had to think that outside of the box. Yeah, um, and that was... And, and that's maybe that's all it takes sometimes. Like, think about, like, Jose, that was a perfect analogy, movie careers, right? Like, you could make one really good movie and then trash for the rest of your life, but people will... C- companies will still pay you and p- producers will still pay you. Oh, I'll be the one to bring um, so-and-so's career back, right? Like... And and then too, I think it's his is an international following too, right? So That's a great point. Where video games are massive in other places that aren't just America, he is, and he is Japanese, right? So Japanese people are gonna love him, obviously. And um, dude's got swag. Look at that picture. Yeah. <laughs> he does have a something chance if you had to pick one metal gear as your favorite what is it one and, it, one. and that might be yeah, a cop out it, but it's not it jose um i, I would say four I, I really i really thought four was groundbreaking and it was it was the ps3 right is when it came out and it was it was like really pushing yeah, the limits PS3. of that system at the time and i'll never yeah, forget do you remember the right. opening was scene was that story about the octopus camouflage and i was like did I get the wrong game? Like I was so confused and then it, it made sense later on. Uh, but it was really good, dude. I thought, I thought Metal Gear 4 was good. I liked yeah. it a lot. You're right. Hey, They're who, great. But who and made I like that game the, though? Oh, this guy, Hideo Kojima. Hey, fun fact. Do you know what his net producer. worth is? Any guesses without, without <laughs> searching it? What? No, I don't I just want to know. It is it in the B's? Tell me. Is there a B? Don't tell me. Tell no, me, you guess. Me. I want no your guesses. Tell me what your guesses. What's his net worth right now? Um... So hold on, cause cause Seinfeld and Larry David were worth like seven hundred million, I want to say. So what? I'm gonna say undervalued. Eight hundred. Eight hundred dollars. What is it, Jose? I don't even want to guess. Sorry, eight hundred. What about million. you? What do you got? 
It's only 30 million. Only 30 million, right? But I was surprised. I thought it'd be more. I honestly thought it'd be more. Thank God. 30 million. Good for him. That's right where I would hope it to be. Um, Respect to Hideo. The games are incredible. And like Chan said, that Psycho Mantis fight and Sniper Wolf and that, that whole acting of that first game, incredible. Like, I still remember it. I could still. I would love a remake. And if PlayStation got that somehow where they like remade Metal Gear 1, you know I'd be buying a PS5 the next day just for that. So um, I do love the games. Five, I feel like Konami was like, dude, you need to finish this game. Let's just get this out. They cut them out and like on the story. Fantastic gameplay. Uh, the best out of all of them, I feel like. But uh, exciting news nonetheless. Let's see what this turns out to be. Uh, that is all of the news, you guys. I just wanted to bring up. Um, oh, we're going to bring on a little discussion that I know is going to mostly apply to me and Chance here because Jose is just here to party. I'm going to go get a snack. I'll be back. This week, guys, Cordy Morgs brings the heat with another great discussion topic. He says, Hey, XRT bros, I just noticed Daddy Diwali is over 227,000 gamer score. As crazy as that is, I wanted to ask you guys this. Do achievements or trophies encourage you to play games, or does it deter you from playing games? Ultimately, what are your thoughts on <clears throat> achievos and trophies? Good for gaming? Bad? Can't wait to hear your thoughts. Thanks, boys. Jose, since you <laughs> could care less about achievements and trophies. Yeah, let yeah. me go first. It'll be quick, <laughs> and then you guys can, you can you can hash it out. I have two points on this. Uh to answer to answer uh, Cordy Morick's question, shout out for to Cordy for for writing into us. Um, I don't think they deter me or encourage me to play games. Like it, it doesn't really hurt me either way. What I would say is, I think I think they were overall a great addition to the ecosystem of games because you think about before them. So if you if you didn't know, like the PS2, right? That the Xbox original, like you just played games because you like games and you finished them sometimes and you didn't finish them sometimes. And that's just how it was. And I can remember distinctly the first time that I played a game and you hear the like the ding and this thing popped up that said like unlocked or whatever it was that you got. You were like, oh, that's cool. You like to show achievements, right? And it's obviously built out of this much bigger system that you guys are going to talk about. I think that's been a net gain for for the whole gaming industry as a whole. It's been in another way for friends to talk crap to each other, as I'm sure is about to happen. Um, so I think overall it's been a net benefit. Um, the one thing I would say that I really enjoy, there's two things, and then I'll pass it to you guys. I really enjoy when the when the trophies are a joke or, or not jokes, but like a quip or something sarcastic or funny, like you see it and it's like something and you're like, Oh, that makes me laugh. Like, I really like that. I like that people take the time almost like an Easter egg to do that kind of stuff. What, whatever the the score is, whether it's five points or 200 points, I really appreciate that, that attention to detail. And then the second thing that I think has been a really nice addition as of the more recent years is I like that they designate more, the more challenging achievements versus kind of the traditional ones. So like the ones where you get the diamond that said only 5% of people have done this, Again, I'm not an achievement. I'm going to use the word achievement whore. I'm not that person. Um, but I, I think it's cool when you get that. And, and you know, as much as I, I, I am never going to get to 227,000, uh, you know, I still check my gamer score and uh, I appreciate getting those, those little achievements here and there. And, and I think it's, I think it is a great system. It's just not what motivates me to play games. So those are my two thoughts and I will pass it over to you guys and I'll just sit back and I'll see you in about 45 minutes. <laughs> I, okay. So Great thoughts, Jose. I agree. It is a cool addition, but it's become just 
so unhealthy for me at times. Like I literally became obsessed with getting a thousand out of a thousand on some games. Like Lost via Domus, I went and played that. There was a spree on 360 where I had to get like, yeah, Lost via Domus. Yeah, I have that. Don't play it. <laughs> and there was just a time where I was like, I have to get a thousand. I have to get a thousand. I have to get a thousand. I hate achievements now. I think that they, dude. They, I don't. I don't like them. No, you don't. I don't. I only. I don't because here's the thing, guys. I wanted to play the GIS game that came on Game Pass. It was, uh, gosh, it was one of these side scrolls that just came out released on Game Pass. I'll have to look it up in a second. I checked the achievements first. Horrible idea because I noticed that a bunch of them were odd numbered achievements. Like Chance is like on like he's like 157 like 03 or something like that thousand. That would annoy me if it didn't end in a five or a ten. Why would that annoy me, Jose? <laughs> Why should that annoy you? Eight type personality. You want to give me the psychology? <laughs> so so I am not playing a game because I don't want those weird ass achievement scores on my gamer on my gamer tag. Okay. I feel like achievements were cool. You you brought up all the positives. Now I'm gonna bring up some negatives. Like I said, it has deterred me from playing games. I have not played games because I'm like oh, I feel like I have to get a 1,000 or, oh, I have to finish this off. It used to be if I really loved a game, I'll get the 1,000 out of 1,000 out of respect. But then some of them, they turn into these grinds or you have to find all of these treasures or these hidden items and I have to follow these guides. And like for some psychopaths like Bubble Boy who is going to pass me someday, that's fun to them. It's not fun to me anymore, guys. I don't like it. I have a problem. I'm admitting it right now to all of our listeners. I love achievements. I used to, but now I I wish I could just turn them off, but I don't. I keep them on, you guys. I still have that dang achievement. You can turn off achievement pop-ups. I can turn them off, and then I can never think about them again. But for some reason, I still have them on. One thing I would change about achievements before I turn it over to Chance, I think they need to match what PlayStation does with like getting a platinum. There should be an achievement at the end for getting 100% of the base game. That they need to change. And it should just be like, hey, you got 100% on this game. Similar, here's how many Platinums or 100% you have. I think that should be priority one. And then have DLC separate, just like PlayStation does. Um, I also, so that's a shout out to PlayStation. But if it wasn't for achievements, PlayStation wouldn't have trophies. So PlayStation did was smart in, in adding it to their system and taking what... Uh, Xbox did and then evolving a little more. And I think it, that Xbox needs to evolve the achievements a little bit more. I think that would be huge. So I agree 100%. To answer uh, Cordy's questions, uh, yes, Court, uh, I think it does deter me from playing games sometimes and it sucks. And I think ultimately, I think it's a good thing, like Jose did say, but I also think it can be a bad thing if people get too obsessed. And in the end, like I know this is on me and this is my problem. <laughs> you know, who cares about who literally no one in the world cares about my 227,000 gamer score, except for me and possibly chance, but that's no, it. We all care. <laughs> the listeners care. Like that's, that's an achievement. It's not that it's, you shouldn't be proud it, of it. And I like that. You're right. Like there, it is cool to be like, yeah, it shows I got I beat this game on legendary. I beat this on hard. You know, you wouldn't get that before. People wouldn't believe you or whatever. And that's yeah. cool. But like in the end, they're all ultimately worthless. These are worse. This is like Reddit gold, you know, it's like just nothing. So sorry for my little rant there. I have a problem, guys. I'm admitting it right now on XRT number nine. So I don't any, want to any have this therapists problem. out there that are listening, hit yes, Diwali please. up 
for some conditioning. Um, and like with PlayStation, like oh, my trophies are. I have more platinums than Chance, by the way. Go ahead, Chance. Well, let's let's hear your overall the, thoughts. Yeah, and I'll start the with the cons. Um, I I do agree they've gotten stagnant. Um, like they haven't. They added the diamonds one, right? Like, did that come with? Which the is cool, and I like the noise. Xbox One, yeah. I, I wish there was. I wish they were in, more dynamic. They're just kind of there, and I think different developers you can tell different developers treat them differently. Some developers do not care about them at all. Other developers absolutely do. And Playground Games is one and then that some, I think... Let me interrupt. They go too far. They make you do some, a lot yeah, sometimes. Yeah. I think <laughs> some, Play, uh, Playground uh, Games is one that, like all things, does it perfect. All of their achievements are tied to, to getting you started, getting you going, and then... The, like the pinnacle of what would be hard, right? And you can get most of them. And the other thing they do is they track them well. So the achievement tracker for Mass Effect Legendary Edition did not work. It only worked in game and only for Mass Effect 2, you could get there on the Normandy. Uh, for playground games, it you can see it and you can even put it up on your HUD, right? Um, and so I wish I wish Microsoft would kind of micromanage that a little bit more and say, look, guys, just try to put a little more effort into this. Um, and then they or standardize it a little yeah, bit, something. And they need to, gosh, the platinum thing, they need to do that. That's just dumb that they don't, um, and a way to sort them by DLC. So when I, gosh, when I booted up Fortune Island the other day and wanted to search for just the Fortune Island ones, I was like, well, Good that's point. not going to yeah. happen. Um, yeah. so I, something and but they do i do enjoy them and if there's one that i don't want to get i just don't get it right and i think what's one of the biggest lies we've ever heard on xrt is to think that daddy d wally doesn't like them i think the only reason he plays video games anymore is so that i won't surpass him on achievement score he doesn't even like video games he won't say that on the record but i'm pretty sure that's the case Chad's got me, you guys. This is just a cover, just so he doesn't pass me. No, you're gonna pass me. Like it's just inevitable. I, it drives me insane. But uh, you have good points. I, I do hope they evolve it. It's a problem on me, like not playing certain games for achievements. I know you haven't played games for certain achievements, Chance, or you've been like deterred. That I know that ending in three or one or two or something would annoy you. Oh, it so, does. It, it thank it you. It does. And I've searched. I've like gone and. What games can I to buy, buy that are worth uh-huh. three points? Because yeah, because what am I at? I need to look it up now. Um, yeah, no, I did that once. One, I did unlock an achievement randomly. I can't remember what game I was playing where it was random, and then, thankfully I unlocked enough to where it got me back to five somehow. And I was like, oh, thank. God. But I think you're at a weird. <laughs> anyway, number guys, right. I have a problem. No, you're at a weird number right now too. I'm sure of it. No, I'm not. I think you no, are. I'm so I'm at one forty nine, one fourteen. Ooh, ooh, 114, guys. Drive me insane. And Daddy D. Ending in a four. <laughs> I'm not. Can I you think you were like a three or, or a seven. Fireworks, dude. July 3rd. <laughs> I can't tell. I'm not. Let's move on. No, no, Thank hey, you wait, for While he's looking that up, one last thing. Oh, Do you know sorry. what the highest gamer score in the world is? I just looked it up. It's like millions. It's two million. 2.8. 2.8 and change. Oh 
Wow. And then in that, I... that there's no way that person enjoys games. There's also no way that's just one person. <laughs> they're grinding too. That's yeah, but, hey, grinding. but let's not judge because I know both of you have probably played a game that was easy points to get on your gamer score at some point. No. Chance comes to my, like wrestling. It was one of the wrestling medias that he was like, it was only like 10 things. You just had to do things and I beat it. I got a thousand on a thousand. I <laughs> that remember that so conversation. Funny. It was a platinum. Yes, that is so funny, Chippo. <laughs> of course. Good old days. Uh, uh, segue right into the next <laughs> <laughs> yeah next story thanks for writing in court uh the last store uh write-in we have for this week uh, again you can reach us at any time you guys if you'd love to be a part of the show please write to us at xbox record this at gmail.com we'd love to get some more customer customer <laughs> more listener inquiries here we have the good old days memories uh, one of my favorite segments so this week rock quarry writes in again with the question about, not achievements, about the good old days and co-op. Hey, XRT gang. Sorry I couldn't make it to record with you guys for the E3 uh, p- uh, reactions. I took a page from the boys over at Playground Games and took a sweet vacation to Mexico. I know you're all jealous, but back to Xbox. What are some of your all-time favorite co-op memories? One fun memory I have is Miso Pony taking me through Halo 3 and getting me the skulls for better armor. The skulls were tough, but fun. Keep up the good work, boys. Thanks, XRT. Uh, so, Jose, why don't we go... I'm going to swing it over to you, and I'll save mine for the last. What, what are some of your favorite co-op memories? We, we kind of mentioned this before, but I kind of did some throughout the journey of uh, consoles. So I'd love to hear what some of your favorite memories are. Uh, I'll happy to share those. One thing I do want to share real quick, though, if you don't, have, if you don't follow Rock Quarry, you can find him in Rock Quarry 9 on a bunch of social media. He actually posted a sweet video cut that he did from his trip to Mexico that looks legit, actually. So if you... If you, if you Yeah, that was good. He did I a great job, too. man. So shout, shout out, out to, well to Corey done, for that. Corey. Um, with regards to the question, so I, my the obvious answer to this goes back to when you had like you played couch co-op right like when you were like the super nintendos and stuff and i know we've already talked about those with the joe and max and the turtles in time so i tried to leave those out obviously those are going to be big memories as well but just keep that in mind but the three that i came up with um one that was more recent actually was playing overcooked one and two overcooked is a is a co-op game if you've never played it it's on the games pass store where basically you're a chef and you have to deliver ingredients and make little ingredients in a certain time um, and you can play couch co-op which is kind of uncommon in today's age um, and i actually played it with my wife and my wife for those that don't know is not a gamer though she does fully support my gaming she even put it in our wedding vows and stuff she just doesn't play games like i do and so there was one time where she was like i let's play games together and we found this game and she actually loved it we beat both games um and it's super like frantic there were definitely levels that were hard and frustrating it took us a couple weeks to get through them all but uh super fun so check out overcooked one and two if you're into that the other one that i think of going back a little bit further was in college um if if you don't know this so i went to the university of northern colorado it's the harvard of the west out here in colorado Harvard of the West, Harvard Shout of the out. West. Uh, go Bears. Uh, but when I first moved into my first dorm as a freshman, all the dorms were basically giant land parties because that's just how they were wired at the time. And there was obviously not firewalls and all kinds of stuff because it was too early. And so I remember so distinctly um, doing multiplayer in a room that was across the hall from another room. And so like my whole team of four, my squad of four could be playing on this one TV. And then we were playing against another squad of four that was on the other TV. Um, and it was just a closed system multiplayer, but it was so much fun hours and hours of gaming and stuff. Um, and at the time, as silly as it was, you could also change your name on the fly. So you could change like your, your um, screen name. And so every, we would pick themes and have fun and obviously inappropriate stuff. That was awesome. Great uh, me- multiplayer memory. And then the last one I'm going to even 
further back was Goldeneye, a game that we have not touched on a whole lot on XRT. Um, and I know do all I think it's overrated. I was getting there. Um, but I can tell you there were many, many a good memories at my house, at friends' houses playing Goldeneye. Um, and and I, you know, I think one of the biggest things was that it was the first games that had some cheats and mods that were significant. Um, I think about like the rainbow colored paintball mode and stuff like that where you could like draw on the walls with the paintballs and stuff and in hindsight it was such bad graphics and stuff it was so bad um but it was fun man and it was kind of the first of its kind the four player multiplayer on the screen and stuff like that um the golden gun all those kind of things so those were my top three that i thought of um for some good multiplayer uh memories yeah that's hilarious too because i had i also came up with three and chapo two of them matched your exact one which was um, the land parties, you, I can't think of, like, I, I don't remember much about college, obviously, other than those land parties, like, it, and reading were... books. Huh? Oh, well, that's because uh, he attended Regis. Whereas I don't even know where that school they, is. They don't even have a football team. That school is. <laughs> no, I thought we did it with, a, we did it all with a football. Anyway, um, those were, they were just. I I hesitate again. I've said this a few times today. I hesitate to think of what would ever be that monumental for our kids, right? Like, cause they're just so used to things being connected and being right at their fingertips. I don't know that they'll have something and they'll have tons of amazing memories themselves and TikTok and stuff like that. But like, man, those dorm room, Halo 2 and Halo, I, I wish you could have tracked the hours or maybe you could and I didn't, but I can't even imagine um, what they were. The second one was the golden eye. And cause we did. And I, I, it, again, that we haven't just haven't gotten given a lot of love to that, but I can always remember playing that over at Chipo's house on the N64. And I loved being, Oh gosh, you're going to, Oh, odd I, job. I, I'm drawing a blank. Odd job. Of course. Sorry. Um, odd job. Yep. The little guy. And not because he, you, you know, had a, distinct advantage but because he was the little guy and i wanted to be the little guy um and then the last one the one i thought of that was different was um a game that is in no way co-op but i've touched talked about before how my older brother chase and i turned final fantasy 7 into a co-op where he did all the fun battles and i did the purchasing of items and materia so that was kind of cool because it that was back in a day when you there you kind of had to make your own right so yeah no, I like that, and I I have a lot of memories with my brother. You'll hear here in a second. Um, I wanted to go back to the oldest co-op memories I have. I remember playing Super Mario World with uh, Jason Kane and Andy Ward, my neighbors that I grew up with, and I feel like that was the first time I'd ever experienced any kind of co-op, just switching controllers, you know, because you can't play at the same time, but you can take turns. And then the first co-op experience might have been Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Turtles in Time, playing that brawler. Well, maybe you could play that on Nintendo, the, one of the older turtles games might have been the yeah the uh, impossible one the first one <laughs> yeah exactly you make it to one beat that first level that die. was it exactly Go has ahead, anybody ever level. beat that did uh, anybody that guy with the 2.8 million gamer score probably did Seriously, does anybody we know point. yeah no okay. <laughs> the game was impossible okay. So moving on, like Chance said, gaming with his brother. The next one I have, remember, is just right up here. I remember when our basement wasn't finished. So XRT, little inside here, I actually bought my parents' house that I grew up in as a child. And it's completely remodeled and renovated and everything now. But thank you, Jose. So the one thing I do remember is 
we had a little TV set up in this corner in our unfinished basement, me and my miso pony playing Kirby's Dreamland, like late at night, having like a little slumber party with my bro. Like, I'll never forget that. Like, that was the first time I have like memories of bonding with him because my brother is six years younger than me. So we were like quite a distance apart. So when he can get into gaming, that was kind of a big deal. So shout out to miso pony. Hopefully he'll listen to this someday. Probably not. And then the next co-op again, you guys had halo, halo, combat evolved mm. with Mike Cito and his unfinished basement changed my life, made me an Xbox fan. I love halo and also going along with Cito and Jack, uh, shout out to Jack McAuliffe and Mike Cito, uh, Madden co-op franchise, the last glory days of playing Madden. Yeah. Respect, respect. Shout out to, uh, the good old days of playing Madden co-op franchise with your friend on the same team, both playing offense, both playing defense, it's 2021, you guys. My God, that makes me really depressed that I can't even can't do that with Chance right now. We we could literally be on the Chiefs together. Oh, that would never happen. <laughs> you'd we'd fight. You'd have to be the Lions because you can't we'd agree have, on the no, team. No, we'd have to. Yeah, we, you, we. I would pick like the Browns, you know, or uh, I'd always pick bad teams and up and coming. So even though the Browns are legit, so shout out to Madden. That makes me. I'm actually getting really sad right now, guys. <laughs> that we can't play Madden co-op. This is depressing. <laughs> And then the last big co-op memory I have, again, shout out to my brother, Miso Pony. Recently, we've been going through the Halo Master Chief collection, and we played through, when that came out, we played through all the campaigns together. And just last year, me and him started playing them again to get ready for Infinite. So hopefully, uh, we'll get back to that. But as you know, Pony's going to be uh, distracted here in, in a couple months. But uh, I'll leave that to him to share. So... Thank you again to Rock Quarry. Shout out. Make sure you guys follow him at Big Time Babble. Rock Quarry 9. His Twitter. He, he's, he's a big fan of the show, and we appreciate the, the submission for this week. And now we all know this is Chance and Jose's favorite part of the show. They don't care about video <laughs> games. We're talking about the best food we had this week. I'm going to go first here, boys, because I know you probably – blow me away i remember chance had some fancy meal that he sent a picture of so yeah, i'm excited to hear about that one too so first i'm going to start with the dunkaroo cereal i'm going to give this an overall this is an eight out of ten delicious what? this is better than the funfetti cereal have you did you have it have you had it before jose you didn't like no, it i just i thought dunkaroos were disgusting as a kid what Oh, okay, guys. I'm ending the call. I'm getting. You've been demoted to assistant to the assistant. To the now, Vic, Victoria makes chance. her own homemade Dunkaroos. Fantastic. They are delicious. Oh my god. Okay, Dunkaroos, you guys, phenomenal. And this is like where you dip the vanilla cookie into the vanilla icing. That's what this is based off of. This is like Funfetti. Who doesn't like Funfetti? Psychopaths. Okay, so delicious. I recommend them. You need to try them. These are better than the Funfetti cereal. They're basically like cookie crisps, only with the Funfetti. Old school cookie crisps, like the, the, where they get soft. Like these are good. These are good, you guys. Worth your time. Also, shout out. I had Noodles and Company, the barbecue mac and cheese. If you guys don't get that at Noodles, you're doing something wrong. Phenomenal with the brisket and the barbecue and the little jalapenos they put on there. And Oh my gosh, I, that blew me away. It, it was perfect because we went out as a family and we were all eating there and I couldn't have had a better meal. And then lastly, shout out, a huge shout out to Virgilio's. Virgilio's is an Italian restaurant. Allie and I, and actually Jose, I think you were there too. You came, right? We got married. Yeah, That's where we went for our first. So I love their pizza, dude. They, oh, it's so good. I, Virgilio's, you guys, it's off of Kipling in 470. Anyone who's Colorado, go to Virgilio's. 
fun. It blew me away. Their service, you know, we were talking last week about, or a couple of weeks ago about how, how COVID pandemic service, has affected right? service and food. Theirs is shot up and it was amazing on point. They put us actually, Jose, in the same room where we were when we got married in that That's awesome, area. Dude. And the service was on point. The food was on point. I didn't get gypped. It was cooked delicious. I, I get the chicken fettuccine, pro tip, chicken fettuccine Alfredo, and, and you get a personal pizza with it. <sighs> amazing. Chicken. Yes, I did. And I got the barbecue. I got the barbecue chicken because that's one of my favorite. I always have to try it. I love it. It's really good there. Surprisingly, you wouldn't think that because they're serious about their Italian food. Delicious. Grayson got a personal cheese. I had some of his too. Phenomenal. I hadn't had their plain cheese before. Oh, shout out to Virgilio's. Their service and their food, phenomenal. They're doing something right over there, you guys. Unlike other restaurants I've been to, they're and they're just knocking it out of the park. So let's save Chance for last because I know he's very excited to talk about his uh, 10 out of 10 uh, last meal. Chipotle Bear, what did you have? What was the best food you had this week? So I I, did, I had a, a quick snack that I got to talk about, and then I'll talk about my favorite one. So the quick snack was actually uh, at the wedding I was talking about. I, we had a wedding yesterday, family wedding, uh, up at Mount Vernon Country Club. Beautiful view. If you've never been up there, if you're in Colorado, go check it out. Um, and Where's shout that? out to Skylar and Anna. They are our, Skylar is our nephew. Uh, and his beautiful wife, they got married um, yesterday. But uh, was it where was that though? Mount Vernon Country Club. Yeah, it's like up I seventy, little just past Genesee, a little bit. Okay. Yeah, it's not too far from Denver. Um, but uh, as the part of their appetizers, they had fried chili relleno bites that were amazing. They're basically like think of like a wonton skin with with chili and cheese inside, and then you dipped it in green chili. <laughs> Literally, like the waiters were like, "Sir, you've had enough. You don't have to keep taking them." they were they were delicious but uh and and literally all my like brother-in-laws were like did you get some of the bites i was like i've already had too many they kicked me out um they were, they were awesome so that was that was one the other thing that i so when we a little harken back to our childhood when chance used to sleep over at my house my dad used to make us um pancakes like that was like a traditional thing that i don't know why it started but like he just knew every morning he was gonna make his little little mini like silver dollar pancakes and there were a couple times where he, we had blueberry ones and so I don't know why on a whim this week, my daughters woke up one morning and they were like, what do you want? I was like, what do you want for breakfast? They said pancakes. I was like, cool. I was like, you know what? I'm going to make you blueberry syrup. I don't know how to make blueberry syrup, but I just got, I was like in the mood and promised them and looked it up and found an easy recipe. It's actually pretty easy to make. And um, so that was really cool. Just it, it reminded me of chance, right? And and that time together with your kids, but also just a good breakfast. And then my favorite thing that we had uh, was actually this morning, we went to Snooze for breakfast. Snooze is a, a restaurant that's real popular in Denver, but like freaking hour to two hour waiting list at every freaking snooze that you go to. Um, and I was actually meeting some old college friends I hadn't seen in a couple of years. And so we, we met there and it was delicious. I, I just, I had an omelet, bacon omelet. Can't complain about that. It was just really, really good, but just always a bummer how long it takes, man. And I just, and there's, there's multiple of them. It's not like they're small restaurants, like they're big restaurants. It's just everybody freaking goes there. So, um, you know, shout out to snooze cause I do really like them, but definitely hate waiting for sure. So that's mine. Bubble boy. What do you got? Um, I, I want to reiterate the shout out to big Jose, the, uh, Josecito for the blueberry syrup. I still, to this day, every time I'm in any sort of supermarket, um, and I see blueberry syrup, whoever I'm with, I tell them that story, you know, big Jose used to, that's that the OG, that's where that comes from. I don't think they made it before him. Um, so anyway, so then, okay. All right. Um, let me see if, for those of you who tune in. 
so this is a picture of what I ate uh, from the wonderful yard house, right? And and it's hard to have a bad experience oh, at the yard house. I didn't house. know it was yard Yeah, house. and I okay. even quizzed everybody on the nerd chat, and nobody answered, which is fine. Um, so this was the Memphis Hot Honey Chicken, and they have a sandwich that comes with fries. And I tell you what, I, Ashley's like, oh, you, that's – that's what Chance is getting. That's he's a sandwich guy. Like that's what he's gonna get. And I was like, I need it's. I'm going for something different this time. And because they came with sweet potato pancakes. And when the waiter came up, he was. I was like, Yeah, I think I want to get these. And this sounds incredible. Oh my god. And he was like, He's like, and he said the exact same thing I said to Ashley. He's like, I'm usually a sandwich guy. This is the right choice for you. Um, those pancakes and the pickles they come with are top notch. And so I get it. The chicken just perfectly crispy and crusty. The sauce or the, the hot Memphis, whatever the sauce that was on it, I can't even describe. Like it's so much better than any sort of hot sauce I feel like I've ever had. Just perfectly cooked, perfect th- thickness. It was juicy. And then I bit into those sweet potato pancakes. And he was like, oh, you know, they're kind of like our take on chicken and waffles. And I was like, okay, we'll see. Those sweet potato pancakes, uh, speaking of pancakes and syrup, I would eat those every single day without syrup. Like there was no syrup needed. You had the little hot honey on the side in a little cup that you could pour on it. But I was I was like, you don't even need these. Simply the best meal I can think of in recent memory. Absolute 10 out of 10 masterpiece. I'm literally like trying to think back and I can't. I'm sure there's another one in there somewhere, but in terms of taste, um, cost, ambiance, when you put all that together, it was at the start of my summer vacation. Um, we had just come from the Lego store, so always fun. Um, I, it, tell me, tell me, I've had a better meal, and I'll, I'll, I might believe you. Like even the melting pot, which is typically my favorite restaurant, like it. I think it caught me by surprise too was the other thing. Like I I assumed I was going to be getting a good meal, but it was the best I've had in and who knows how long. So the next time anybody's around a yard house, stop what you're doing, pull off, pull in, order the Memphis hot honey chicken, don't get the sandwich, go for the plate. You'll thank me later. We're not. Shout out to Yard House, guys. I'm going to go to, well, I'm going to have to go to Yard House. Tomorrow. And D Wally, <laughs> and I'm this. telling you, and because I had the short ribs, I was like, short ribs, let's, we'll do them. Uh, you know, I'll play it safe. We'll go with that. Um, and then I just kept scrolling down. And I was like, it's time for something different. Um, yeah. Got to mix it up. Sounds fantastic, dude. Just, oh, just I, glorious. I can't wait. Well, you heard it here first, guys. What was it called again, Chance? Memphis Hot Honey, honey Chicken. Memphis Hot Honey. Shout out to Yard House. Shout out to Virgilio. Shout out to these uh, catering that Chipotle had with the, the bites, uh, baby. Chilarino bites, phenomenal. La, La Loma's um, also does Chilarino, mini Chilarinos. Oh, mm, sounds good. Well, guys, we're at the end of XRT number nine. Uh, we are going to skip the controllers. I know you're probably going to say that again, Jose. Skipping the controllers. I didn't make mine. Uh, I just want to give a quick shout out to the Xbox merch store. I got my new Xbox logo shirt. I need you guys to start getting on brand here and get. You some don't merch. even have any okay, shirts, so uh, you're gonna ask me to design your shirts. I already know. What do you mean? This is my. Oh no, I'm at Xbox just branded. Shirts. He's showing his controller. He's Not he's XRT. 
I didn't. Yeah, do I that. see your controller. Probably. I'll show you mine later. We'll do it next time. Uh, so we'll, we'll, we're going to do tenth the controller. So yes, there we go. We're about to hit number ten. So that that means we're officially going to buy ads, right, for the podcast, right, guys? You said you guys were going to contribute. Yeah, I'll, I'll contribute. He said he was going to. I want an XRT shirt. <laughs> I might have okay. Let's not get crazy at merch until not to get, get crazy at merch. How about we could wear merch though as the hosts of the show? <laughs> wear Xbox merch. Look at this. This is cool. And uh, well, no, we should. But uh, what was I going to say, Jose? I might have to have Jose. I was going to ask you, Jose, and I guess I could ask this on the air right now. Would you want to create a new uh, intro sound for our podcast, you know, because I just used the Xbox boot up and I don't even know if that's legal or not. I was just wondering if you wanted to do some sort of quick little musical number for us or, or incorporate the achievement popping noise with the or the Xbox boot up. I, let, let me think it about it. Maybe, maybe me not. Like let me to. let me think about it while I'm on okay. vacation. Or if you like what I use, it's fine too because I think it sounds pretty sweet. But um, or I'm gonna hire you to edit the video since. <laughs> Here, this takes forever to edit. So, um, do you guys have anything special going on this week? Or uh, happy Fourth of July yeah, again? Happy birthday, to America! American. Yeah, listeners. I'm. I'm excited. I'm gonna try both the Reposado and Blanco um, Terramana tequila, the Rocks tequila. I finally picked nice. two of those up. Gonna try those tomorrow. So, um, hopefully, those make the show next week, and I can tell you all about them. Nothing like celebrate America with some Mexican tequila. <laughs> <laughs> but. Right and speaking, I mean that's that's the America I know. Uh, <laughs> speaking of celebrity tequila, I also chance randomly, and I nobody, I know nobody will care about this, but I got a limited batch tequila from Stephen Jenkins. He made his own tequila. He's the lead singer of Third Eye Blind. It's actually called Summer Gods, and it looks pretty sweet. I should show you the bottle, but I've been specifically saving it, so I'll let you know how that turns out. Um, and I also got a random other tequila because I had to order it online to get it shipped out. So I had to get hit a certain number to get the free shipping. So I got some other tequila. No, that's really stuff, cool. So, May, and uh, maybe, so just a thought, if the wives allow it, maybe episode 10 is a, is we're all together and we can sample these tequilas or something. At, yeah, uh, I would love at that. Somewhere in the middle. Like I tried Chipotle's to get Ali house. to be on the show tonight. Yeah. Yeah, or yeah. Dan's house. I haven't been to Dan's house yet. He's just up in Green Mountain. So go check it out. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not that far. Um, yeah, we, maybe we should, the, the episode 10. I don't know if they're going to want to uh, sit anybody? around for two hours while we're just in a room though. <laughs> They'll be with the kids. The fact, yeah, you guys can go back and play in the basement with Dan, go down there. Um, any other big plans you guys? Yeah. I don't I, really We leave Tuesday for happy. vacation. We'll be back Saturday. We're going, we're doing four days in San Diego, which will be fun. Oh, wow. Doing Legoland, the zoo and my, my wife oh. and I, uh, thanks to our Biden bucks, spent a ridiculous amount of money on a private tour before the zoo opens where you get to do all the big cat things with like a docent. And then it ends with us getting to actually meet a big cat. I don't know what big cat. Oh my. But if it's a tire, I'm going to poop my pants. I'll be super honest. Cause like (laughs) they're scary, dude. Like it sounds like such a good idea. Like, Oh yeah, let's meet a lion. Let's meet a tiger. And then when you're there, like this is a bad idea. We shouldn't be doing this. Uh, but my my daughters are very into cats. For all the listeners out there, like like ridiculously, into, it's a micro obsession. We looked it up; it's a real thing for kids. Well, you have a great cat, though. That's why freaking Nacho. He was he was the one meowing earlier that you're like, did someone you? get that cat oh. out of here. <laughs> I've got you. I love our cat. 
Uh, wow. Well, I can't beat that, you guys. Uh, Paul Bear is going to go on an amazing vacation. Good yeah, thank you, guys. We'll have I updates guess. next Sunday for sure. For sure. Um, as always, you can follow the show at Xbox Record This across various social media. If you'd like to write the show, please write to xboxrecordthis at gmail.com. Love to get those viewer submissions, so appreciate that for all those listeners. Yeah, because I think we have a clear yeah. winner for the um, Halo <laughs> blocks. I forget what they're called even. The Halo Lego no, knockoff? Because Mega blocks. No, no, because the month just started. It just started okay. this month, so if you'd like to get your submissions, okay. we're starting Goose is, for July. Goose is running away with this one with so his, far. You're going to have to bring Xbox the screenshot if you want to beat Goose. So... If you'd like to submit your Xbox Accord this moments, please submit your screenshots at that email. Chipotle Bear, where can people follow uh, you? Can you can find me at Chipotle Bear on Instagram or Chipotle underscore Bear on Twitter. Uh, always reach out. Happy to chat with the fans. And Bubble Boy? Yeah, you can't really find me on any social media, but you can find that the the handle Bubble Boy in 7 is taken by me on all social medias. So, And uh, I just want to give a shout out, you guys. I got one new follower last week. Did, Did you your mom get, get Twitter? Xbox enthusiast, Xbox enthusiast, <laughs> shout, shout out to you for following me. We got a new follower. It's probably another bot. I got another bot follower for best deal search, but I'll take it, you guys. That's two new followers for I mean, the shows. From from <laughs> We're from growing. small seeds do mighty trees grow, right? So it's got to start somewhere. <laughs> that you know what a wise man right there, Chipotle Bear. And with that, guys, as always. See you online. See you online. See you online. Xbox Record This is a podcast created by Daniel Walensic. You can follow him at Daddy Diwali on all social media. The assistant to the co-host is Jose Martinez, and you can follow him at Chipotle underscore bear on Twitter. The assistant to the assistant to the co-host is Chance Siegel, and you can follow him at BubbleBoyN7. You can follow the show at at Xbox Record This on all social media. If you'd like to find out more about the show, visit xboxrecordthis.com.